Tonight on Throwback Thursday, as Tune FM celebrates 50 years, 1974. Carrie started out as a as a short story it to did. a magazine? It did. It just grew a little bit too long, and I threw it away, and my wife fished it out and said, this is sort of amusing. You want to go on with this, and so I did. Is that exactly what she said? No, it isn't exactly what she said. She said it was really good, and she wanted to read... She said she wanted to read the rest of it. What? We're joined by our very own Ben Lewis as we discuss the release of Stephen King's first novel, Carrie, on the 5th of April, 1974. But uh, we didn't have a phone, and I got a message over the intercom. I was in the teacher's room, and it was, uh, Stephen King, please come to the office. You have an urgent call from your wife. And I knew going up that either a kid had broken his leg or I sold the book. This is 50 years of Tune FM, 1974. You are listening to 106.9 Tune FM. It's Throwback Thursday. We're going back to 1974, and we're joined by one of our very own here at Tune, Ben, who's going to be talking with us about an author who published their very first novel back in 1974. How are you, Ben? Oh, day, Jake. I'm doing pretty well, thank you. That's good to hear. Um, do you know who exactly we're talking about? Indeed, I do. None other than what I consider to be the absolute king of horror himself, Stephen King. Yes, Stephen King published Carrie on the 5th of April, 1974, his first novel. Um, which, what's that now? 46 years ago. Yes. So tell us a little bit about Carrie at first, and then we're going to talk a little bit about what Stephen King has done for the world of literature and horror um, in the 46 years since? Well, Carrie, funnily enough, was not Stephen King's first book that he finished. It was his first published book, but it was actually his fourth book that he wrote. He finished the manuscripts for three other novels, Blaze, Rage, and The Long Walk. However, Carrie just happened to be the first one published. Now, Carrie, for those of our listeners who have not heard of Stephen King and have not heard of Carrie, Carrie is essentially about a young girl, a 16-year-old girl, who has the power of telekinesis and she is abused at home by a very pious, very almost to the, well, yes, to the point of being mentally deluded levels of piousness by her mother. Um, if anyone's read or seen the Da Vinci code and seen how God fearing and how excessively extreme the antagonist was in their devotion to the religion in that particular story, it's a similar thing. Her mother is an absolute religious fanatic she forces this religion onto Carrie to the point where Carrie experiences her first menstrual period in the uh, in the showers of her school, and that's sort of that's sort of the event that leads the novel to go down where it goes. She's bullied for it by girls at school, and when her mother finds out, her mother puts her through various levels of torment at home, and eventually, throughout the novel, more and more pranks are played on this poor girl until she eventually snaps in the in the climax of the novel at her prom and kills the entire school. Lovely. That's, that's, <laughs> I can't say my high school experience was that bad, but, um, no, mine neither. Carrie, of course, also the, uh, the one scene of the novel or the movie, either one, uh, that people remember most is the prom scene where, uh, she is essentially crowned homecoming queen because the school bullies, the, uh, major antagonists of the book rigged the votes in her favor just so they can pull an awful prank on her by dumping a bucket of pig's blood on her head as she's on the stage receiving the crown. That is what causes her to snap and go absolutely balls mental and murder everyone. 
an interesting fact that I know about Carrie because I actually first, I hadn't seen the movie or read the book, but there was a musical of Carrie. Yes. Um, the first one of which came out in the eighties and was terrible. Panda is yeah. possibly the worst musical in Broadway history. They redid it in, I think, 2010, and it was better, but still not great. But that's how I first came across Carrie. And um, I then went to read the book and watch the movie. No, yeah, the musical, the first musical was not good. It was, a, it was an absolute disaster of a, of, a, of a musical. It did not do the source material any respect and was just a really really bad bad piece of production <laughs> and in and the movie of course has been remade there's the classic from the 80s i believe which was released in the 80s or late 70s and it was remade uh this decade with carrie being played by i believe chloe grace moretz who i think is a fantastic actress but again both movies the original has a bit of b b horror movie sort of charm to it it's probably more enjoyable than the remake which just wasn't very good yeah You've been listening to Throwback Thursday 1974. Elsewhere in 1974, following impeachment hearings started on the 9th of May, Richard Nixon became the first US president forced to resign after the Watergate scandal came to a head on August 9th. He had previously announced his intention to resign the previous day during a televised address to the nation. Nixon had been facing near certain impeachment and conviction by the US Congress after his involvement in the Watergate scandal. You're listening to 106.9 Tune FM. Up next, we have Goodbye Yellow Brick Road by Elton John. Do you 
You're listening to Throwback Thursday 1974, Stephen King's first novel with Ben Lewis. All right, well, we'll go on to talk a little bit more about Stephen King in general. Actually, no, we talked about something last night with Carrie, didn't we? About... Um, oh, we did, yes. You told me an interesting story. Let's, let's hear that first of all. Right, okay. So essentially, uh, the interesting fact about Carrie uh, is that he actually wrote, uh, Stephen King wrote the first chapters and then threw it out because he thought it wasn't any good. So he threw out the, uh, he threw out the manuscript and was just done with it. He was going to go on to something else. And his wife, Tabitha King, who was also an author in her own right, actually fished the manuscript out of the bin and said, and read it and said, this is good. Keep working on this. And one of his issues with it was that he didn't think he could write the female protagonist the way a young female should be written. And so Tabitha, said she would help him sort of flesh out the character and help him with ideas and themes to write for this young female character. So she did. And so he did, and he finished the book and that's how it actually got published. So if it wasn't for Tabitha King, uh, the book never would have come to pass. Yeah. And I've just found an interesting fact that it is one of the most frequently banned books in American schools. Oh yeah. It was, it was, especially upon its release, it was controversial uh, among young education, young uh, educational teachers and, uh, you know, professors and people in charge. It was, uh, considering it was the 1974 was, you know, coming into the mid 70s, people were fairly, fairly uptight and fairly strict on what they thought the good malleable minds of the youth should be reading. So it was... It was a very, very disliked book in regards to parents of young children. Hmm. So Carrie published in 1974. Where did Stephen King go from there? Well, his, uh, obviously that was his first novel. And since then, anyone who knows Stephen King knows his career absolutely took off. Uh, he released, he's released several books that he's known for since the Shawshank Redemption, the shining, the green mile, it, of course, the stand, uh, the next book, um, obviously, yeah, he wrote those four books. Uh, he wrote those four books before, uh, he wrote three books, sorry, before, uh, he wrote Carrie. And then after Carrie, the next book that was published was Salem's lot in 75, which was again, a fantastic book. And in 77, his third published novel was the shining, which, I would argue was probably the book out of those first three that really took his career to the stratosphere that really sort of propelled him into uh, mainstream sort of success and uh, knowledge. People sort of knew more about who he was and, you know, Oh my goodness, this person's written three wonderful horror books. I want to see what he does next. And he would, he would write, and he, uh, he would write then uh, the stand came out in 78, uh, Firestarter in 80. These are, and again, I'm skipping over the short stories. Some of the books weren't more well-known or critically uh, acclaimed and critically revered. He's published dozens and dozens and dozens of novels. He's published heaps of short stories. His bibliography is incredibly extensive for someone with a career spanning nearly 50 years. Absolutely. And for those who maybe have, who haven't read a Stephen King novel before, haven't had the pleasure, what kind of, um, tropes does he have? What is he known for? Well, um, obviously horror is a big thing. There will be uh, a fairly, if you're going to pick up a Stephen King book, most of his books, some exceptions, of course, will be quite uh, horror themed. They'll be quite scary. Uh, if you do get 
if you do get scared by reading literature and reading novels, you are going to get scared by Stephen King most likely. Um, you'll also find a fairly recurring motif of uh, criticism of religion. He is rather anti-religion in his personal life, and that does come through in his books a lot. Um, even in Carrie, obviously, the mother being a religious fanatic who tortures her daughter is a fairly critical uh, cri critical piece on religion. Um, so that uh, criticism of religion is especially a big one. Uh, he likes to center his stories in Maine, which you will notice, and mainly you'll notice as well something he's actually been criticized for a lot is the endings of his books can actually be a little underwhelming he's rather known for not necessarily being bad at writing good endings but not necessarily being spectacular at writing endings when you compare to the rest of the book itself and this is most of his work You've been listening to Throwback Thursday 1974. Elsewhere in 1974, on October 30th, the much-hyped boxing match between George Foreman and Muhammad Ali for Ali to regain his heavyweight title took place in Kinshasa in the Democratic Republic of the Congo, then Zaire. Muhammad Ali, the legendary boxer considered to be the greatest of all time by many, was stripped of his heavyweight title for refusing the Vietnam War draft in 1967. The current heavyweight champion at the time George Foreman agreed to fight Ali for the title in 1974. Ali's strategy was to let Foreman hit him until he was too tired and then Ali would come at him with a series of quick punches until he won by a knockout, a technique labelled by Ali's trainer as the Rope-A-Dope. You're listening to 106.9 Tune FM. Up next we have Come and Get Your Love by Redbone.
You're listening to Throwback Thursday 1974, Stephen King's first novel with Ben Lewis. Okay, and oh, well, obviously there is he's got quite an influence on other forms of pop culture today, doesn't he? Oh, absolutely. Uh, you will see even at, um, even at co- conventions like Comic-Con, Supernova, whatever, you will see people dressed up like characters. Obviously when uh, It came out into 2017 and the second part uh, released a year later, um, uh, two years later, excuse me, it was, it, it, the Pennywise character was something that was became incredibly popular, more so I think than the 1990 version. Uh, people were dressing up as Pennywise, and even before that, people were dressing up as all like numerous of his characters. People were dressing up as Salem the Vampire. Um, I saw people dressed up as the prison guards from the Green Mile, for instance. It's it's something that uh, I think a lot of people really picked up on the whole theme of you know horror novels because and th- th- there have been fantastic horror authors in the past. You think of say you know Edgar Allan Poe, H.P. Lovecraft, those sort of things. But Stephen King uh, really sort of he made the genre a bit more well-known, especially in, uh, for the audience of, I think, young, not young, not young adults, but sort of like the early 20s to 30s sort of audience. So when people think of horror, they'll generally think of Stephen King because he, he was mainly, the, I think, the main horror author that brought it more into the public forefront. So it's, and it's not a genre that most people, that most people would associate. You know, you look at it, you go to your bookstore, you go to your local bookstore, you will find numerous, you know, teen adventure, drama, romance, whatever, you will find Heaps of those novels. Horror is not a genre that is usually written a lot uh, when it comes to writing novels, especially not in this day and age. No, absolutely not. So if someone was in that situation where they haven't read any Stephen King, where do you recommend they start? Because like you said, there are dozens and dozens. Yeah, okay. That is, see, oh, see, I'm a huge Stephen King fan. I love Stephen King. I think he is one of the best authors of all time. He's certainly my favourite author. So if I was to recommend one of his books to someone that's never read him before, um, I would probably recommend two. I would recommend The Green Mile because it's not one of his horror books. So it will sort of get you more into his style of writing. It will get you more into sort of, you know, he how he views his characters. And it's a very good book. It's one of my favorites of his. It is a very, very exceptional book. And I think that would be a good book for someone to start with who has never read Stephen King or more specifically never read any horror because even though it deals with supernatural themes and a little bit of, you know, there is a little bit of fear in there, it's certainly not focused on horror. The second uh, book I would recommend someone start with, uh, if they've never read a Stephen King book, if we're going to go into the horror side, would probably have to be, um, I'm thinking about them all, and I think maybe The Shining, because it was one of his earlier works, so it's one that sort of, you see him when he's still, you know, fairly young as an author, and it really does show his horror side. And again, it's a very, very uh, well-received book. Um, my favourite book of his would probably be It, but I would absolutely not recommend that to someone who is only starting to read Stephen King because it is over a 1,000 pages long and it is an extremely difficult book to read, especially if you are not familiar with Stephen King's writing. All right, well, thank you so much for coming on the show and, and talking with Stephen King about us, uh, with us, even my, um, talking my, about Stephen King with us. We're trying here. Um, just quickly before you go, tell us, uh, tell us what your show is all about here on Tune and how people can tune in if they haven't heard it so far. Well, my show is called Way Back When. It, goes, uh, it runs from Saturday nights at 7 p.m. to 8 p.m., 
And every week uh, we, because obviously we have Throwback Thursday, which you run your wonderful self and you look at historical events or notable things that happen each year. Uh, I'm more look at the musical side of things. So I'll be playing a lot of music from each year. And occasionally I'll have someone on to have a little bit of a chat with us about something that happened related to UNE and student life. My show is more focused on student experience, um, what happened in at UNE in that year and playing the notable music from that year. So this week is 1974, obviously. I'll be playing some wonderful songs from 1974 and hopefully having a chat with someone as well. So if that sounds like your sort of thing, you want to have a bit of a trip back to the nostalgia year uh, days of 74 and the music that came out of it, tune in to Way Back When this Saturday at 7 p.m. All right. Well, make sure you tune in, everybody. Uh, thanks again to Ben for joining us on Throwback Thursday this week. And don't forget to join us this time next week. We're moving forward to 1975. And I'm not going to tell you what we're looking at just yet. I'll leave it as a surprise. Thanks again, Ben. Ooh, my pleasure. Thank you for helping Tune celebrate 50 years by listening to Throwback Thursday 1974. Don't forget to join us at the same time next week as we discuss the 1975 Australian constitutional crisis culminating with the dismissal of Prime Minister Gough Whitlam on the 11th of November 1975. You're listening to 106.9 Tune FM. Up next we have Lately by Merpire. Tune. <laughs> Yes, friend. 